0: Learn more at Marines.com. Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. So this is the week. This is when Ballard, Reich, Urse get together, try to figure out what the hell they're going to do about the quarterback position, because this is really unsettled, and it has Colts fans really unsettled. We found out yesterday where Indiana is going to play or when Indiana is going to play and against whom. Pacers lost winning time on HBO. <laughs> wow! This is really not the last dance. This is really a different look at a basketball team, the Showtime Lakers of the 1980s. And this is Breakfast with Kent. For Monday, March 7th, 2022, brought to you by the great people at Johnson's Plumbing. Give them a call. You can trust them. If you need plumbing help, these are your people. 765-610-8809 is the number. All right. Hit subscribe. Punch like. 765 inches. Your Apple Music Library. You can ask me to play a radio station or ask for your music on a different app. Hey, Siri. Turn off. Thank you. What the hell is the matter with that thing? What? Who, who asked her to horn in on the show, for God's sake? At any rate, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts and the decision they've got to make about Carson Wentz, the pros and cons of Carson Wentz in a minute. But this is the thing you, you got to decide. This is a tough decision. It doesn't look tough on the surface. Because Carson Wentz is a mediocre starting quarterback in the NFL, and if you think differently, you don't know anything about football. I'm sorry. I don't mean to cast aspersions on those who believe in Carson Wentz, as though he is some deity who is going to somehow, magically, in his second year as a Colt, and the first time since 2017, elevate his play to a level where you think he could possibly win a championship. All right, this is a guy, 9 and 8. That's who Carson Wentz is. You want to know how good a quarterback is? Look at the record of his team. Wins are meaningful statistics for quarterbacks in the NFL. And Carson Wentz didn't get it done. So, do you move on from him? Does he give you the best chance to win, or does somebody else give you the best chance to win? That is a tough decision given that Chris Ballard has said again and again and again, whatever they do at quarterback is going to fulfill the short-term and long-term needs of the Indianapolis Colts. Let's look at the pros and the cons of Carson Wentz. Number one, is a pro, let's go to the pros first and give him a break, all right? He's physically a really, really, like he fits the jersey, right? 6'5", 237, he can run still. Regardless of the torn ACL, he can extend plays. He's kind of elusive. He's got that physical fitness thing that you need. He's an NFL plus arm. He can get the ball there. He can get it there in a hurry. He can throw the deep ball. He is, like I said, elusive. He's a guy who can duck. He can dodge. He can get out of the pocket and extend a play. Sometimes, to his own detriment, we'll get, that when, get to that when we get to the cons. And on 4th and 1, who would you rather have at quarterback, right? Uh, the Colts the year before, when they had Phillip Rivers as the starter, Jacoby Brissett would come in to uh, help the Colts move the sticks with a quarterback sneak on 3rd and one, fourth and 1. Carson Wentz, if anything, is better at that. Really good, 4th and 1, finding the hole, being able to kind of burrow, move the pile a little bit, and, and get that first down. He is really good at that. All right, the cons. Uh, he never mucks his hand. He extends plays to his own detriment constantly. And you want to know why the statistics for the offensive line of the Colts really weren't too good? And in this, this admittedly, Eric Fisher was not great and and a bit of a turnstile at left tackle. But Carson Wentz constantly. He was in the pocket. His time to release was a third of a second slower than Phillip Rivers. That is a significant gap. That's a significant margin. And if you extend plays, you're going to do two things. Well, yeah, you're going to do more than these two things, but two things in terms of the offensive line. You are going to force your offensive lineman to block, block for a longer period of time, and you are going to put your offensive linemen at greater risk for injury and allowing their uh, defensive counterpart to get to Carson Wentz and blow their grade. That's what's going to happen. The longer he's back there, the longer the offensive linemen have to work. And that's a significant deal. He doesn't read on time. And so you look at statistics like the drop rate for uh, Mo'Ali Cox. The drop rate for Cox, the catch rate went from uh, almost 80% to just over 50%. Do you think that Mo Ali Cox suddenly forgot how to catch a football? No. You got to throw it to guys, and you look at the, uh, and this is related, the yards per attempt. Yards per attempt affected greatly by yards after catch, right? And the yards after catch are affected greatly by when a guy has delivered the football. And if he's not delivered the football on time, he gets hit immediately after he makes the catch or right after he tries to make the catch. That adversely affects the catch rate and yards after catch. Carson Wentz does not get it to guys when they are open. Phillip Rivers understood when guys were open and when they wanted the football and could get the football and move it forward after the catch. Carson Wentz, not so much. Uh, the left-handed shovels, which are indicative of a decision-making process and Carson Wentz's head completely uh, out of kilter with what's required for the position, right? It doesn't work. If your left-handed shovel percentage uh, favors interceptions over completions, you should stop left-handed shovel passing the football, and Carson Wentz won't. He is intractable in the way he participates and the way he competes. And intractability is not a great... Uh, uh, yeah. I'm trying to think of an, an instance where intractability could possibly be a positive for a quarterback, and I don't think that it is. You've got to be able to learn, you've got to be able to process, you've got to be able to move forward, and Carson Wentz just hadn't been able to do that and then finally, he's not a natural leader, and you saw that on on HBO, right? You, you know, you saw, you know, woo, and it just looked faked up. It looked like a performance, and and I didn't like it very much. Carson Wentz looks like a guy who should throw a touchdown pass and kind of run off the field and go sit down, right? But instead, it looks like he's been taught to try to participate in the celebration with the guys who were celebrating the touchdown, and it just looks awkward and weird. And, and if that's me judging him adversely without real evidence, you know what? All right, guilty. That's fine. Let's talk about India any, anyway. We may not find out this week what the Colts are going to do, but they're going to make their decision this week, at least according to Car- or, uh, Chris Ballard's timeline from last week, where he said in the next 10 days... Uh, Jim, Frank, and I are going to sit down. We're going to figure this thing out. I always take Chris Ballard at his word. All right, Indiana is set to play Michigan in the first game Thursday of the Big Ten tournament. There will be two play-in games on Wednesday between the 14th and the 11th seed and then the 12th and the 13th. It really doesn't matter who they are. They're not going to win this tournament. Indiana, the ninth seed, plays the eighth seed, Thursday at 11.30, that eighth seed is Michigan. In their first matchup, Indiana lost to Michigan by 18 because Michigan went crazy from beyond the arc. Uh, they hit 11 of 17 threes, and that's not, that doesn't bode well for Indiana. If they allow a team to hit 11 of 17, and then they barely hit a quarter of their threes as they did, even though the game was played at Assembly Hall, you got no chance to win. Got to figure out how to defend Michigan better. That means defending Uh, Hunter Dickinson, seven-footer. He can do a lot of things. He can play out on the floor. He can go to the block and score as well. Uh, Michigan, not a great shooting team, 34.1% from beyond the arc. Indiana, a similar percentage. These should be pretty well-matched-up teams, but I don't think Indiana matches up very well against Michigan. This is really the worst draw they could have gotten. When it appeared that they might play against either Michigan State or Ohio State, I thought, well, that looks like a pretty good matchup. And in the second round, it looked like they were going to play against Wisconsin. I think Indiana would beat Wisconsin if they got a third bite at that apple. However, that's not going to happen. Illinois waits as the top seed on Friday. I don't think Indiana can beat Illinois. I think Illinois is the one team in the Big Ten that Indiana could not beat if they played them 10 times. I don't think Indiana would beat Illinois. So, this is going to be a tough, tough uh, road to the NCAA tournament for Indiana. Likely has to win two games in the Big Ten tournament. And these are maybe the worst two matchups for Indiana in the Big Ten, playing against Michigan. Played them once, lost by 18, like I said, and then play, they will play if they win against Illinois. How do you beat Illinois? I, Coburn is just really, really good. And when Indiana played Illinois, Coburn dominated, I thought, Trace Jackson Davis. So we'll see what happens. We hope for the the best. We fear the worst, as always. Uh, Purdue plays Friday in the last game on Friday, 9p-ish. And by the way, who knows when these games are going to start because, frankly, the pace of playing college basketball has been so adversely affected by... Replay reviews, you don't know when these games, the previous game's going to end and where the next one's going to start. On Saturday, when Indiana played their regular season finale, right, against Purdue at Mackey Arena, the game on ESPN, that they joined the broadcast way late because, what was it, Tennessee and Arkansas, they had a five-minute review. A five-minute review in the last minute. Preposterous. Something has to be done about the pace of play in college basketball. We'll talk about that at another time. During the offseason, we got a lot of time to discuss issues like pace of play. Uh, Butler, they take on Xavier Wednesday at 4.30 in the afternoon in the opening round of the Big East tournament. Um, On-field work at the Combine ended yesterday. Two defensive backs ran incredibly fast 40s. Baylor's Kalen Barnes, a 4-2-3, the second-fastest 40. In the history of the combine, just behind John Ross's four two two, and then you had uh, you had UTSA. That's Texas San Antonio. Tariq Woolen ran a four two six. Now that wouldn't be too uh, yeah. We wouldn't even mention it if Woolen weren't six four and a half, two 205 pounds. He is big for a defensive back, and he blazed away in that forty. Like he means business. We'll see what that does to his draft stock. Pacers, they lost last night 133-123 to the Wizards. Brogdon had 27, Halliburton 15-11, 7-3. The Pacers now 22-44. and They are the fifth worst team in the NBA, one game ahead of the Oklahoma City Thunder. Face it, you're playing to increase your odds in the NBA draft of getting the top overall pick, right? That's all you're doing. They lost last night. Goga Batadza with a career best points. I think, what do you have, 19 or something like that? Good for Goga. Love Goga. Um, HBO's Winning Time debuted last night. John C. Riley, who I love, great Chicago actor, as Dr. Jerry Buss. Um, It's the story of the NBA, uh, uh, the Lakers of the 80s, right? And Showtime. And um, the... uh, it's based on a book by Jeff Perlman. That's, the book's hilarious and the show is hilarious. It's awesome. It, its depiction of Jerry West is just absolutely, uh, like, laugh out loud funny. I never knew Jerry West was like that, if he is. I assume that it's accurate. The most profane human being this side of Bob Knight. So uh, I cannot recommend it highly enough. I just thought it was hilarious. Just a wonderful, wonderful show. (laughs) Wow. Jerry Buzz, so likable. Right? Magic, likable. Kareem, not so much. And Jerry West is just awful. What a human being. Um, Birthdays being celebrated today. Let's celebrate some birthdays. Tina Simmons, John Toohey, Kari Cook celebrating a birthday. Don't call her Carrie. Kari Cook, the great Roz Tate one of the legendary guitarists in the history of Southern Indiana rock and roll, Michael Forshe, happy birthday, Christopher Wheeler, the great Sam Rogian, happy birthday, Eric Rapp, Mike, or Mark Everett Carey, and the great Mitch Meredith, celebrating a birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. That's best done with an honest and specific compliment. This afternoon, we're going to talk about Indiana. We're going to talk about the Colts. Uh, Big Ten tournament, that draw, man, some years, some years you just don't get the luck. And I don't think Indiana's had a real run of good luck this year and uh, this week. You know what? This might be the worst I've felt before a Big Ten tournament in the long run of the Big Ten tournament for Indiana. It's been a mostly unsuccessful run unless you go back to 2001. It was a long time ago. That was 21 years ago. People who were born, the last time Indiana went to the finals, they didn't win it. They've never won it. Last time Indiana went to the finals of the Big Ten tournament, if you were born on that day, you're about to take your first legal drink. How about that? However, because I don't feel good about it, maybe finally it's Indiana's turn to succeed. That is really looking for reasons to hope, isn't it? 18 plus when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over 30,000 000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over 600 dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time